the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We are the Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, professor, and counselor and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And uh, we're excited here. This is our second broadcast of the new year. And so we're, I guess we can still say Happy New Year to those of you who are, are just getting caught up with us. Tonight, we're going to begin or bring you our second uh, in our new series, talking about the God of all comfort. This is our second episode. He's the God of all comfort. He comforts us not only in some of our troubles, not only in a few of our troubles, but in all of our troubles, especially in these uncertain times. As we enter this brand new year, we need God's comfort. We need to be comforted by God in the face of COVID-19 and its Delta and Omicron variants. We need to be comforted by God, not only in the face of sickness and disease, but also in the midst of social unrest, financial difficulties, and the multitude of trials, challenges we encounter on a daily basis. So if you find yourself in need of God's comfort, then I challenge you, stay tuned here about this and much, much more, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that powerful introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed and lifted up by our program tonight. So we want to encourage you to get your pens and paper and um, get uh, to a table and take down these valuable notes that will bless your heart and We trust that you'll get blessed and that you'll be able to share it and bless it with some other people as well. As Brother Gary has said, we come to part two, talking about the God of all comfort. That's a good thing to know. Uh, This time of year and every year is to know that we have a God who's there to comfort us no matter what we're going through. And we know that we're going through hard times now, hard times trials and tribulation, sickness and death and all sorts of things. And uh, we need this God of all comfort. He said he's the God of all comfort, not the God of some comfort, but the God of all comfort. And this word all fits into Philippians 2 and uh, 19. But my God shall supply all. Notice that word again, all. Make a note of that. Philippians 
4 and 19. Philippians 4 and 19. But my God shall supply all your need. He didn't say all your want, but all your need. And he will supply that need and those needs in your life. And that's good news. We come tonight to bear good news, to be a bearer of good news, not bad news. You hear bad news all the time, even bad news around this COVID thing. And this COVID thing and all the things around the vaccination and all that, you know what it's done? It has created so much fear, so much fear in the hearts of not only people in the church, but outside the church. And I want to say some things about this thing of fear tonight in relationship to the God of all comfort. And that's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and uh, verses 3 and 4, especially verse 3 and 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, uh, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Oh, that's a good word for us, a good word. And let me say this now. Um, The devil has used this thing of fear. Now, there is an acronym for fear. Uh, F stands for false, E, evidence, A, appearing, R, to be real. And the devil is using this thing of fear. And I want to give you a scripture in relationship to this thing of fear to give you some comfort, you know, and I I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to uh, Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2, and uh, I I want to read in your hearing Hebrews chapter 2 and verses 14 and 15, Uh, for as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, that hath the power of death. See, Satan at one time had the power of death. He doesn't have it anymore. He had it at one time. That is the devil. So if he hath the power of death, and he brought death into this world by mankind listening to him and sinning, He is behind death, and he's a murderer. Jesus said he's a murderer, and uh, the father of all lies in John 8 and 44. So if he's a murderer and he had power uh, behind this thing of death, that is the devil. But the good news is this. This is the God of all comfort. Look at verse 15. And delivered them who through fear of death. Now, I want you to really labor on that. Deliver them through who through the fear of death. God has delivered us from the fear of death. So why are you fearing? Why are you fearing? Why are you just, you know, in your home, scared to go out, you know, in your car, scared to jump, you know, come out of it, uh, uh, scared to go here and there, because you fear death, you fear dying, you know, and this is the thing that Satan does uh, to control people, you know, and uh, uh, there are three things Satan uses to 
strike fear in the hearts of God's people and people that are outside of the church as well, you know, and the one of them is the, the take away your, your medications. You know, people will uh, have a heart attack if their medications is taken away from them. And the system today tried to control us through medications. And uh, there are some people who worship their medications. They You need them, but you shouldn't let them control you to the point where you let that control you over God. The second thing is that uh, to take away food. If you take away food from humankind, medication, you take away food, number two, that'll be another thing that will make them submit to a communistic governmental mindset. And that is the perfect tear in the wheat field for uh, the devil, because in Revelation chapter 13, when the Antichrist come, it says they will not be able to buy and sell unless they take the mark of the beast. Don't you know that Satan is conditioning people's minds to think like that now? You say, man, this is a pretty powerful message. Yes, it is, because it's the Lord speaking through me to you. But the devil will mess with your medications to get you to stay home, mess with your food, to get you to fear and stay home. And then he will parade in this thing of death. If you don't do this, you don't do that, you will die. And we have a communistic governmental system that's operating like that. And, and you got to be careful because God has delivered us, as it says in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 15, he's delivered us from this thing of death thinking and death control. Now, think about this now. This is so powerful. What did the devil say to God when he attacked Job? Oh, hold on tight to your seat. Buckle up right now. What did the devil say to God regarding Job? He said, okay, you, you think Job is all this and all that. He got all this that you've given him. But you know what? Skin for skin, meaning his physical life. He, Satan told God regarding Job, skin for skin, meaning his physical life. When it comes to death, he will get, you know, he will curse you to your face. You, you attack his body. You, you throw death upon him. Uh, he will curse you to your face. <laughs> no, Job didn't do that because he wasn't controlled by death. See, is a yea, though they slay me, yet will I trust in thee. See, trust will make you not fear death, will not make you fear fear. You know, uh, the survival of the fittest, you know, the skill is the most disruptive uh, thing that Satan loves to disrupt is the living condition of mankind, skin for skin. He says, oh, you let me, you let me mess with his life now. You let me 
throw some sickness on him. Let me throw that on his life. You know, there's a lot of people like that. They get a little uh, pinch here, a little hurt there, a little ouch, you know, there, and they get a little hurt there. And the doctor tell them this or that, oh, you know, you need to stay in. Don't go out. Don't go around people. You know, you can die. The government tell you, oh, don't do this and do that. You'll die. See? And Jesus rebukes all of this stuff in Matthew 10 and 39, when he talked about, spoke to his disciples about extreme discipleship. He said, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life, for my sake, he will find it. Isn't that powerful? That's, that's something that all of us should be looking at in relationship to what Jesus is saying. You're about saving your life. Jesus said you're going to lose it. The early church, they lost their lives for Christ's sake. And they, they, they didn't fear the Roman government telling them, if you don't worship Caesar, you will die. They didn't, they didn't fear that. They didn't fear death coming up on them. Matter of fact, when there were two things that they did when death came at them, they did the first thing, they got into praise. And then the second thing, they started singing songs with that praise. What about you? What do you do? When even the, the doctor says you only have a year, two years to live. The doctor don't know that. He can speculate, but he's not into revelation. He's into speculation. And I'm going to close on this note because I'm going to come back dealing with this thing of fear again because God is the God of all comfort. But I'm going to say this to you in closing. You ready for this? Please write it down. Write this down. Psalms 23 and 4. David gives us great comfort about the great shepherd. God is our great shepherd. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they do what? They comfort me. That's the same word that's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. The God of all comfort. David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Don't you know that death is just a shadow? You say, well, I fear death. Well, because you're not trusting God. Because you should be rejoicing when death comes knocking at your door because it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God will comfort me because it's just a shadow. Death is just a shadow. Lord, touch somebody here tonight that's heard this message that's controlled by this thing of fear. They've let a socialist, communist world control them rather than the Holy Spirit who came as the paraclete to comfort us. 
Forgive us, Lord, for fearing, letting fear control us, because the scripture says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. May we walk in that. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding this problem and issue of fear. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. And uh, speaking of prayer, we want to thank all of you who have been lifting us up in prayer for so many years. We know that you've been very faithful in this area because this program is still on the air. And this is a prayer-supported ministry, and without that prayer support, we know we wouldn't be here. In addition to that, so many of you have generously given and supported us financially. This is a listener-supported ministry, uh, and so you've partnered with us, you've given to us generously, and we so thank you for uh, the prayers and the financial donations and uh, cost us 400 a week to remain on the air right now we are caught up but you know we we haven't received anything at all this week and uh, we still have to keep paying the bills so please uh, we want to encourage you uh, if you have never given and this program has blessed you then consider donating Uh, we want to be able to keep uh, and stay caught up there's two ways that you can donate you can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. It's that easy. Also, we want to just let you know that Dr. Buckner will be speaking. uh, He's going to be giving a message on who are the black Hebrews. Uh, It's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th at 7 p.m., at the Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California, 94603. In addition to that, he will be speaking the Sunday morning before that, February 13th, at the 8 and 11 a.m. service. And this is at the Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California, 94603. So you can catch him Sunday morning. February 13th at both services, the 8 and 11. And then the following Tuesday and Wednesday, he'll be teaching on who are the black Hebrews. It's going to be a great time. We encourage you to come out and take advantage of uh, Dr. Buckner's many, many years of uh, training and knowledge and wisdom. Get a chance to meet him, talk to him, 
and t- and soak up all this wonderful teaching. So once again, Sunday, February 13th at the Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California, 94603. That's Sunday, February 13th at the 8 and 11 a.m. services. Then the following Tuesday, Wednesday, February 15th and 16th, from 7 p.m. to 8.30, they'll be doing a, a teaching on who are the Black Hebrews. All right, Dr. Buckner, are you ready to get to these callers? Yes, Brother Gary, let's do that. Okay, I, I believe we have Jermaine holding on line one. Brother Jermaine, how you doing, my brother? <clears throat> oh, I'm doing very well. Well, that's good. Good to hear your voice again, and uh, we appreciate you calling uh, again to pick up on our last conversation. And uh, again, what's on your heart regarding your question? Well, um, you actually had touched on some of it, but uh, for me, the current issue of our time uh, is what's going on worldwide with the the, uh, health mandates. And I see a lot of fear, and I really appreciate the acronym that you gave us. The issue I have is I, I would expect fear from some people, but there are people I know who are believers who are absolutely there for whatever the government would like to do because they're looking to them for leadership. When, in my opinion, it's obvious we we haven't seen much leadership out of much of any of the world leaders. They, they keep changing their minds. So, you know, that's my personal opinion, but I just didn't think it was right for a Christian to be in favor of the hardcore lockdowns that I'm seeing going on in places like Australia and, and New Zealand where people are, are getting arrested for going to church or, you know, pastors are getting arrested for holding service. And, you know, I'm not trying to get into the politics too much, but it just seems like this has become a spiritual issue and specifically at many believers. And that's why I just don't understand how believers could be in any kind of agreement with uh, some of the people in power. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Yes. Uh, well, you know, there's uh, two things that uh, really reveals the true nature of a Christian. And one is uh, when one is uh, truly attested, uh, you know, and they go through trials and tribulations. That's one. And then the other is when it comes to the issue of fear, uh, because uh, that's why I was preaching and teaching on that, is that you see the true character of a Christian uh, when the pressure is on. Uh, I, I always say this, that our lives are like tea bags. Uh, you don't know how strong we are until we put into, or how tough we are until we put into hot water. Our lives are like tea bags. And you really know who uh, you sort out, who the genuine over the counterfeit. And, and can you imagine if people are giving in and being so weak now and they claim to be Christians? Can you imagine how they're going to be uh, responding to the Antichrist uh, when he comes and threatens to take their heads off? You know, this is the same thing that. Uh, Adolf Hitler did, you know, uh, I will be saying that next week. Adolf Hitler controlled the people through fear. And uh, 
he became a dictator through fear and the fear of death. So he was able to con control many of the Jews through that. And uh, the devil uh, has been masterful at that, even with people in churches and outside of the churches. And as I said in Hebrews chapter 2, uh, the, the Lord has said that we've been delivered from fear. We've been delivered from these things. And why don't we walk in that? Well, uh, our lives are like tea bags. You don't know how tough we are and how strong we are and how genuine we are until we go through it. Another example is in uh, John chapter 6, uh, Jesus was sorting out those who were claiming to be disciples and those who were genuine and those who were fake. And if you do a, an exhaustive study of John 6, it says, many of his disciples followed him no, no more because these sayings were hard sayings. In other words, when Jesus got tough with them about what it means to be an extreme disciple, many of them didn't want to continue to follow him. And then Jesus looked at his disciples and said, are you going to leave me too? <laughs> are you going to go too? And Peter said, no, Lord. He, he said, no, we won't, we won't do that. But the real test of I mean, God right now is testing all of us uh, through these trials and tribulations, and uh, it's going to be a sign of how tough we are, how strong we are, and how genuine we are, because everybody that says that they are a Christian uh, is not. I mean, and so the early church, I mentioned that, said so this in closing on that, the early church in the face of death, what did they do? They didn't do the three C's, compromise, confuse, and contradict. They stood up in the face of death and said, you know what? I'm willing to die for my Savior. And this is what we got to do. We got to be willing to die for Christ in the face of the greatest persecution. And this is what's going on in our world today. Uh, you know, governmentally, communistically, socialistically, and only the strong is going to survive. Jesus said, many are called, few are chosen, you know, and broad is the gate, you know, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many go there, and very few that enter that narrow way. So, you know, when you, what, what happened in the Old Testament? Out of all those, out of all those Israelites, God kind of chose the remnant, <laughs> you know, I think in the end, when, it, when the rubber really meets the road, it's only going to be a remnant that's going to survive. Because you can have church-anity, but not Christianity. You can have your name on the church list, but not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You know, you can have all of that stuff, and yet not you can have religion up to your teeth, but you don't have a relationship. So anyway, that's a little my encouragement around the thing, and it's a test. Who's going to stand the test? That's what, where we're at now. And you're going to see the true colors, the true conviction of believers as things get worse and worse. This is just the beginning because it's going to get a lot worse than what we're dealing with now because Jesus said that. So hopefully that helps out, my brother. Yeah, it helps me out a lot. really uh, appreciate the answer. Thank you. You got it. Always appreciate your your call and your good questions as well. God bless you, my brother.
keep sharing. Don't be weary and well-doing because in due season you'll reap if you faint not. All right, Brother Gary, do you have time for... Yes, uh, we've got CeCe okay. on the line. Let's uh, try to get him before the before we have to go to a break here. Brother CeCe, how are you doing? How you doing, Dr. Butler? Good to hear from you. You're Brother, welcome. it's good to hear from you too. And we were uh, waiting for your call. And uh, you had a question last week. And sorry, we weren't able to get to you. We, uh, I wanted to do justice to it because it's a heavy question and we want to make sure we be fair to you in, in, in addressing it. So you had a question, was it, can you refresh my memory on what you had now? Oh yes, I wanted to ask you, what is your input on the uh, Pelagian controversy back in the fourth or fifth century in the days of St. Augustus? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's, that's a good question, Pelagianism, okay. Pelagianism um, is, uh, was started by Pelagian, uh, and it was considered in the early church, uh, uh, the fifth century, uh, a heresy, uh, what uh, Pelagius taught. And uh, he basically stressed the essential goodness of human nature and the freedom of human will. That's what Pelagius basically taught. And uh, Augustine, uh, you know, re rebuked that because he said that our nature is sinful, which I agree with, uh, you know, Augustine, he's, he was right in what he's saying. Uh, and, you know, and he basically, uh, they had debates around this. Uh, Pelagian was opposed by St. Augustine, uh, the Bishop of Hippo, uh, who asserted that human beings cannot obtain righteousness by their own efforts and are totally dependent upon the grace of God and that they're sinners. And we know that Romans 3 and 23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so uh, Pelagius was coming at that from a different perspective and saying, basically, uh, you are you, your nature is not a sinful nature, until you actually commit the sin itself. But uh, the scriptures is clear that we're born in a world of iniquity and sin and that we have a carcass uh, that is sinful. And so uh, Pelagius was condemned uh, by uh, two councils in, uh, you know, uh, around that time. Uh, and uh, he actually Pelagius was excommunicated around, I think, 418. So uh, that's a little bit of history on Pelagianism. Uh, and what sparked you to uh, have an interest in this? I'm just curious. Uh, I've, just, I've been doing, doing a deep study on the book of Romans, and I was looking at Romans chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, hopefully I was been able to help you with a better understanding of Pelagianism and uh, St. Augustine. Uh, I would lean more in the direction of St. Augustine than Pelagius. Uh, and uh, the Book of Romans is a great book, a great doctrinal book. You know what the five major doctrines of the Book of Romans are? Um, 
I forgot. I know. I think sanctification, justification, glorification. Um, I forget the other ones. Mm-hmm. Well, you 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 you're getting uh, there. You know, you you're getting close. I mean, when you talk about justification, right? So you got to put at the beginning condemnation. Hmm. Okay, okay, you got condemnation, and then you got justification, right? Uh-huh. And, and then you got sanctification, right? Uh-huh. And then you have four, you know, uh, consecration. So where would consecration fall under? It would fall under uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. We concentrate our bodies to the Lord as a holy sacrifice. And then the fifth one is glorification. So it's important for you to know that. In Romans chapter 8, it talks about there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So the first major doctrine of the book of Romans is condemnation. So give back what I just gave to you. What are the five major doctrines? When you said consecration is the one in Romans chapter 12, uh, right. which is what you spoke of. Um, condemnation is in Romans chapter 8, I believe is what you said. Uh, yeah, Rome, uh, yeah, Romans chapter 8 was in uh, glorification, right? I mean, no, not, no, glorification is in Romans chapter 8, right? Or condemnation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Condemnation, so Romans chapter 8 talks about condemnation, uh, but. What are the, uh, you can always do a word study on it, but what are the five major doctrines that I just gave you? I just want to make sure you got them. You got sanctification, which I believe that's in Romans chapter 6. Okay, uh, so if you were to put them in order, you would put what would be number one? In, uh, in number one, I would say justification, right? In Romans so chapter num five. Number one, number one would be condemnation. Oh, condemnation, okay. Number two, What's that? Justification. Number, number one. Two, justification. And that that means in Greek, break it down just as if I've never sinned. And then number three is what? I don't have that. I don't have it in order. Sanctification. Right? right? And then consecration. And then you have glorification. So those are the five major doctrines. Important that you know that. So when you study the Book of Romans, it'll help you out. Well, let me let's get to your prayer request because I know we're right at a commercial break. Let's get uh, it. So we need to take that break right now. Okay, let's do that, and we'll come back and get your prayer request. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that break. Our phone lines are open. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Face. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Barry, a pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we want to thank all of you who have been faithful in prayer, as well as being faithful in giving. Uh, we need both to sustain this ministry, and we need your consistency and your faithfulness. There's two ways that you can donate. 
Uh, number one, address a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Now, that second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. It's so much easier. And once again, we just want to remind you that Dr. Buckner will be speaking at the Paradise Baptist Church Sunday, February 13th at both services from 8 and 11. And then the following Tuesday and Wednesday night, he'll be doing a discussion on who are the Black Hebrews. That's Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. This is, again, at the Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California, 94603. And you'll be hearing more about that as the weeks uh, progress. But we just want to have you mark that on your calendar now, Sunday, Sunday, February 13th from 8 to 11, and Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. So let's get back to CC real quick. Brother CC, thank you so much for your call and your uh, question as well. And we want to uh, get to your prayer request so that we can get to two more callers, two or three more callers that we have. Okay, I just, I just want to do it. Okay. You, you said uh, condemnation, justification, sanctification, uh, consecration, glorification, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I just want to make sure I have it right. Thank you for correcting me. Okay, you um, yeah, if you can give me prayer, um, um, just pray for... Um, my mother, Rosalinda, she's having some issues with her heart. Um, it's another friend of mine named Arthur. He had a he had a blood clot in the hospital. He did live, but he needs recovery. And if you could pray for me, however you guys, however you feel led to pray. And then we just want to lift up a lot of these uh, people who are in the entertainment business, and you know they need the salvation. Amen. All right, Thank you. all right, brother Gary. Let's go for the all right. So, Lord, we just lift up these requests that CC has has made regarding his mother and her heart condition and his friend as well with the blood clot. And these, uh, we pray for CC as well, that you would strengthen him and encourage him, that you would help him and meet every need that's represented in his life as well, as well as these celebrities that's, that uh, uh, we hope and pray that they would come to a saving knowledge of you, Lord. There's so many folks in the entertainment business, entertainment world, sports as well, that that need Jesus. They need you. They have everything, but yet their lives are still empty because only you can fill that part of their heart that's missing, Lord God. So we just pray for your divine intervention in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, CC, for your call, and God bless you, and do some study on those five major doctrines. All right, let's go to Sophia. She's holding. Sophia, how you doing? Oh, hello, Dr. Buckner and Brother Gary. I'm talking fast because I know someone else is waiting. I just want to add on to what my question very, very fast. I grew up in Moscow, and I remember a grandmother told me that Putin, who, of course, was in the KGB, it used to scare her because he would say he learned that fear is more efficient, was his word. It, um, what, let me see. Efficient and less costly than guns and chains to control people. So it's just what you were talking about. 
and it's scary to think about. And of course, Stalin did that too. But I wanted to mention that because I know well, what communism good, was like. That's a good. That's a good point to add to what I was teaching on. Thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. But anyway, so here's my question. It's a challenge from a worker of mine at work, believe it or not. She said, well, let me stump, a quotation, let me stump your, she says, you're, you're so, your beloved, she says, you always talk about your teacher and pastor, Dr. Buckner. Well, I can stump him. So here goes. She says that, no, he's wrong because the Middle East has, is in the covenant of Abraham, the true covenant, because his first son was not Jewish, but a Middle Eastern. So that's the challenge. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, what uh, she doesn't understand, uh, she's mixed up with the principle of hermeneutics. The first principle of hermeneutics is that you always interpret the Old Testament in light of the new mm -hmm. uh, and never the reversal. So we are under a new covenant right now. And that new covenant is in Christ. So well, let me that's interrupt for a minute because she said Ishmael. I don't know who is Ishmael. Yeah, it, it, Ishmael was, uh, you know, one of the, uh, you know, Hebrew children, you okay. know, uh, uh, with Abraham. And uh, so, uh, but the, the issue is this, okay? Okay. The promise, this is the thing, the promise didn't come through Ishmael, okay? So Ishmael, the promise didn't come through Ishmael. The promise came through Abraham. So um, Ishmael uh, was considered an Arab, right? He was considered uh, an Arab, Arab and Jewish. But God made the promise through Abraham. He said, through your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, he didn't say through Ishmael's seed. He said through Abraham's seed. Now, when he said through Abraham's seed, he's talking about all of us who are uh, have faith in Christ through the faith of Abraham, because Abraham believed in God and that all of us who believe in the God of Abraham, we're justified like Abraham was justified. Now, one of the things that I'm going to go a little bit deeper than just, uh, you know, Ishmael. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit uh, deeper than that because uh, Ishmael, uh, when he was a person who uh, was following God in his own way, God was working through uh, him in a sense and working through uh, Abraham as well and work working through Isaac. But the thing is, when you look at uh, John chapter 8, the Jews were making a big issue over uh, being seeds of Abraham. And what God was doing through Jesus Christ, he said, because you don't have a relationship with me, your father is not Abraham. Your father is of the devil. And that got the religious leaders so angry because they are Jews thinking because they're Jews and Abraham is their father that they got a right relationship with him naturally. But Jesus was saying, no, it doesn't come through uh, the genes. It doesn't come through genealogies. It comes through the spirituality that you uh, have a relationship with me. And they were 
very upset that they got to the point of killing him because they didn't like that he was saying. He said, your father is, is Satan. You know, Satan is your father, not, not Abraham. They think in Abraham because to believe in Abraham, you got to believe in Jesus Christ because through Abraham, see, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And later on, Jesus came through that seed. And so the point is that you need to stress to her is this, what covenant are we under? See, they're living under the Old Testament, uh, Old Testament covenant that is not even in synchronization to Abraham's covenant. They're living under thinking that that through, you know, Ishmael, uh, that through his line, that they're literally uh, in the right covenant. But the right covenant is not through Ishmael's seed. It's through the seed of Abraham that going all the way through David and all the way through Jesus. And then you look at uh, Hebrews chapter 8. And it says there clearly that the old covenant has been abolished away, vanished away. There is a new covenant in Christ. So, no, it's not through uh, Ishmael. You know, it's not through his his seed, nor Isaac. Because, you know, these are two sons of Abraham. It's not through either one of them, Isaac or Ishmael. But it's literally through Jesus Christ and through the seed of Abraham going all the way through to David, going all the way through Christ, and that's the new covenant. She doesn't understand that. So you have to make that clear to her. And until she is born again, she'll never see it. All you can do is just say, you know what? I'm under a new covenant now from Hebrews chapter 8. And that, that seed, God always said, would come through Abraham, through David, through Christ. And that's the way God has lined it up. And you say to her, where does that say, uh, where is evidence of that through uh, Ishmael? No, no, it doesn't fall that way. So hopefully that helps out. It's so fabulous. And I'm so happy because I, I just, you answered my question and I, I was confused and a little disturbed. And now I'm so happy because, of course, Jesus is is. is is our savior and our, our, you know, and she's from Palestine. Anyway, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You get to the other call, and God bless you both. God bless you, and thank you for your call as well. God okay. bless. Well, uh, okay, really quickly, let's get to Brother Rick. Brother Rick, how are you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? Uh, we're truly blessed, truly blessed. Let's get to your question. Thank you for your patience before the time is out. Oh, no, it's good to have all these callers. Amen. I just want to mention that, you know, we know that Jesus, uh, through the New Testament, taught us so many things. But what would you say really stood out that we apply today? And and how do we do it? Well, that's a good question. Um, generally, when I tell my students in my class, uh, when I'm teaching, um, they'll ask the question, what was the greatest thing that Jesus taught on? What was the most consistent thing that Jesus taught on throughout his ministry for three and a half years? And I want everybody to make a note of this and write it down. It was the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is what Jesus taught on and preached on mostly all through his ministry. And uh, he would say the kingdom of God uh, is like a seed that's growing. And, uh, you know, and he would talk about 
the kingdom of God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He give parables about the kingdom of God. And, you know, uh, like a mustard seed, he'd talk about the kingdom of God and growing into a master. The reason why I was doing that because he was trying to let the people know that he came as a, he was coming as a king and they have to live under his lordship, loyalty to that, faithful to that, trustworthy of that. If they didn't, they could lose their life for all eternity because you got to be thinking, I'm going to be able to make it. I want to make it to that kingdom. I will make it to that kingdom. I can't make it to that kingdom unless I know the king. That's the emphasis right there, Brother Rick. All right. Well, we're hearing the music playing, so that's our cue. Uh, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank uh, Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we'll once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.